From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Here we are, the phone for the fans, the Blue Blue Show, a post-game, a Knicks win, very convincing win, oh, I would say convincing, but a nice win over the Atlanta Hawks. I remember just about a month ago, we were just talking about how we got embarrassed by the Hawks on the court about a month ago, we did a post-game, and you heard the rants in that game, because the Knicks had a huge lead, and they not only gave up the lead, and just, it was topsy-turvy, I think it was like a 38-point turnaround, something ridiculous, right, but... Listen, the Knicks needed to win tonight, right? They needed to win tonight for the fact that the Hawks players were dropping like flies. Uh, they went into the game without DeAndre Hunter. They went into the game without John Collins. So that's two of their, uh, you know, one starter, one bench reserve guy. Right off rip, they went out with the game. And then early in the game, the guy that killed us in the game last time we played him at home, a month ago, DeJounte Murray had like like an all-world game versus us. He went out early in the game with the ankle injury, and uh, the and, and the Knicks were able to capitalize. The Hawks they shot terrible, terrible tonight. Oh, that's good for us though. But it's not like the Knicks. You know, the Knicks still have the same issues. But you know, tonight I'm actually going to be optimistic. I'm gonna chop it up the great Nickelbacca Av, the great Dominic Donato DP on Twitter. Um, but let me say this before I bring on Av and and and, um, and Dom. And this is go back goes back to last week when I said it after the loss versus the Bucks, and I know Knicks fans in general on social media were pissed, and rightfully, you know, rightfully so. But what? But the key thing I said last week, even in the loss, I like what I saw in the fact of they played at a tempo that suits them better. Meaning the Knicks, I don't believe in this Knicks up and down pace like they did in Detroit going for 140 points or just giving up 145 to OKC, scoring 48 points in the first quarter and still not winning against OKC at home. You know, that's not the Knicks. Like when I look at the roster, that's just not the Knicks. This is more of the Knicks speed of what you saw last Wednesday versus the Bucks. This is more of the Knicks tempo, what you saw tonight versus Atlanta. And then also go back to uh, what they did, uh, to, to the Cavaliers on Sunday. They played the Cavaliers twice this year, and both times played them well. They just couldn't close out the game uh, in October versus uh, versus the Cavaliers. They had they played them well. They played them well it, because they played at they played at a pace that was suitable for the Knicks. And that was my biggest message or the biggest thing I got out of the out of the loss last week. And then this is what they should be doing, uh, or how they should be playing. Nigga Baka Av, our switch for the streets. Av, say what up to everybody, and then we'll go to Dom, and then we'll lead off with you, man. What's up, dude? How's everything? Good win, and welcome at Aaron Judge. We got Yankee guys on the line as well. We should talk about that at the oh, end of this episode. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, you saw me on Twitter. You saw me how, you know, how, like, relieved I was when, when we wake up this morning to find out that Aaron Judge is, is staying in, in, in the Bronx. But uh, I know this is the Knicks show, but let me just tell you real quick. Uh, anybody who's complaining about the amount of money and the amount of years, um, remember that it's not your money, really. And um, secondly, this is the Yankees, for Christ's sake. You know, sometimes we do have to overspend, and that's usually how, it got, how the whole thing works. But I'm just glad that, that 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 whole fiasco is over, and, you know, we can rest easy. 
Now the Yankees can focus on, you know, other things such as pitching, you know, probably look at the shortstop position, and, and then we can – and we can wrap that up, you know, when we get back to the dugout. But great night tonight. Great night. Um, let's bring on Don. All right, cool. Don, what up? Uh, Dick's win. Uh, we'll talk about it. And a big, nice win over the Cavaliers on Sunday. But then it was a disgusting loss over the Mavs, or to the Mavs, secondly in that second half. What are your thoughts? Don, what's going on, Don? Good evening, Steven. What's up, Bob? I, I got some good news for y'all when we get started. All right, got you'll good be, news be, from Dominic. You'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, um, let's, let's let's work our way backwards. Nice win. A lot of Hawks players were injured. Not our. That's not our problem. Last time we talked about it about a month ago when we had a post game. Uh, we were utterly disgusted because they had a crazy lead, lost the lead, and lost and got blown out. And Dejounte Murray had his way. This time around, Hawks players are just injured all over the place, so that's not our fault. And they shot terrible tonight. They had wide open looks, just couldn't make it. But I really took this – the Cavalier win on Sunday was really the one that was like, okay, all right, maybe – I'm not saying we have something, but it was just a nice win, a nice step in the, in the right direction after a terrible loss to the, Mav, uh, to the Mavericks where they shot the lights out in the, uh, in the uh, second half. Like, they just, just could not miss. Well, Av, your thoughts, and then we get Dom, and then I'm going to go on mute so we can minimize background noise. Uh, yeah, apologies. Around my neighborhood, everybody wants to, you know, talk exactly when they know Nickelbacker Av is coming out to, you know, to discuss the Knicks. Um, it's, it's like I, I start gathering an audience around here. That's actually kind of true. So, um, the, you know, the loss to Dallas, that was disgusting, um, especially seeing Tim Hardaway Jr., and a lot of other former Knicks, you know, be the ones that killed us because it wasn't even Luca. Luca had a, you know, had an average, you know, Luca night. And but the rest of the team, and, and you know, you know, were just getting wide open looks, and they were getting free, you know, free trips down the lane. And you know, you didn't feel very good going into a game against, you know, you know, especially following, you know, a game against the Mavericks. You didn't feel going in against knowing that the Cavaliers, you know, are probably a much better team than, than Dallas is. And you knew that Donovan Mitchell was going to come back to the garden to light up the garden crowd. And you didn't really see that. You, you saw the Knicks actually buckle down. Um, and they actually started to limit the amount of open possessions that, you know, that Cleveland had. And, you know, given, you, you know, the big story in, in both those games is that both teams shot, you, you know, very poorly against the Knicks. I would like to look at it as if the Knicks did do some things in closing out on you know, on those open perimeter shots, and I did notice that they cleaned up the glass. Thank, thankfully, to Mitchell Robinson, who's averaging ten offensive boards a game in in, in the last two or three, you know, to, to, to at least kind of secure us an opportunity to win, you know, to go in for the win. Um, the Knicks needed needed these two games; they really did. Um, because at this point, with all the talk that's going on about, you know, uh, Cam Reddish and Derrick Rose being out of the rotation now, and, you know, people are getting upset. They still want to get, you know, they still want to see Tom Thibodeau fired. 
I mean, this is exactly what you, what any coach would do in this situation. You have to give him the credit. If a brand-new coach, if Tom Thibodeau was fired and the new coach came in, what would be the first thing he'd do? He would sit certain guys that wasn't performing, and, then, and, and he would play the ones that he knew that, that they were going to give him some energy, they were going to give him some effort. That's exactly what Tom Thibodeau did when he sat Derek Rose and Cam Reddish and started playing Deuce McBride, and he even started playing Jericho Sims a little bit more. You saw that in, in, in the last two games, and it's been paying up big dividends. I mean, we haven't, we're not seeing too much of, of, of Sims, but we're, see, we're seeing a lot of McBride. And, you know, and oddly enough, seeing McBride on there seems to, you know, have given, um, one, Jalen Brunson a, 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 a little bit of attention because, you know, he, he's not shooting the ball very well the last two, two last three games, actually. But Quentin Grimes is. Quentin Grimes is actually getting into better position. He's moving without the ball. He's, you know, he's, you know, he's making those deep cuts. You saw that today. You know, he was making a lot of cuts, moving a lot without the basketball, finding open, open pockets, and and you know, Brunson and McBride and Randall were finding him, you know, deep down low to, you know, for the, for an easy layup. That's the kind of that's the kind of offense that any basketball fan, you know, old school, new school, or whatever would appreciate because that's exactly, you know, simple backdoor, backdoor cuts, simple, you know, layups, guys that are, you, you, you know, they're putting themselves in position, you know, just to, you know, just to get a high percentage shot. Quentin Grimes is starting to earn a little bit more of my respect. Um, despite the fact that, you know, I still think that we should have traded him, but that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, R.J. Barrett, man, is he getting – there are moments where you know his shot looks ugly, and I, and I don't know how you feel about Steve. I'm dumb, but there are times where his shot looks horrible. It's almost it's almost as bad as it was during his rookie season when we were all clowning it. But I mean, he's making some of them, so I can't complain too much. But I I, I really don't like the fact that he takes so he takes so many open shots and 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 not really cashes in, and then takes a lot of shots contested when he when he really shouldn't. When Randall's feeling it, he does the same thing. But the difference is, is that Randall's a higher percentage shooter than, than R.J. lately, and you know I can live with that. Um, big game by, our, um, by by Randall. On top of that, you know, 34 points tonight. Uh, had a big game uh, against Cleveland as well. Um, all smiles right now. I just want to see this this consistency because this Jekyll and Hyde, one week to the other kind of um, behavior by the Knicks um, will give anybody a coronary. Um, no matter how old you are. Okay, cool. Let's go to Dom get his thoughts. And I'm going to come back to you, Al, because I want to talk about th- this last week as far as how we played. Um, I think there's, you know, we could, there's something we could work with. Dom, what's your thoughts? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a trend shaping up right in front of us. While our record, which will be over 500 by next week. But here's the catch, Steve. When we kept talking about pace and they couldn't withstand trying to up that pace, here's the strange thing of why the pace is better now. Because, one, they're they're the third best team in field goal percentage against. That means the other team is missing more shots than they were earlier in the season. They're number two in rebounding. So while that team is missing and we're rebounding, now we can get out 
and we could move a little bit. Not saying it's great, Steve. Ab, don't get me wrong. But I always tell you, numbers don't lie. People lie with numbers. And you've seen it in the last two games. They held Cleveland to, I don't know what, under 100. I know that for sure, but without looking it up. Atlanta, under 100. And you know what? During the game, I was watching, like the first half, and Atlanta was shooting like 39, 40% from the field and only had 43 points. Thinking to myself, and I just heard this, guys. I was coming home in their car before the game. NBA radio was on. John Wallace, I think that's his name. He used to play for the Knicks. He does the radio games. He brought it up, how the Knicks have jumped to third in field goal percentage against and second in rebound. Only one team out-rebounds the Knicks by .6. That's Memphis. Nobody else. So the, 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 I don't want to get excited, guys, because they got a lot of holes. But I think they're moving in the right direction. I'm, I'm I have nothing against Cam Reddish. I don't think Cam Reddish's upside is better than Grimes. I'm just going to put that out there right now. There's something with Cam Reddish. Probably the most talented player on the Knicks, but something ain't right with him because minus the injuries, he's kind of sort of worked himself out of rotation in Atlanta. Hence the reason they went and got all these players, and he became the odd man out. That's how we got him. We tried to get rid of Kevin Knox. They tried to get rid of Cam Reddish. They knew Reddish's contract was up the next this year. Let's give him a feel. I, I don't know what it is, guys. I'm not into bashing nobody. But something ain't right with him. R.J. Barrett, guys. We've we got to come to the stock realization. We've been talking about this for four years, probably me for five from watching the mentality. He is what he is, guys. After four years, you kind of sort of, not saying he can't get better, but, but after four years, guys, what more are we looking for out of him? He'll always be a fair to mid-shooter probably fair to piss-poor three-point shooter. His basketball IQ should have progressed in four years. It hasn't. His missing bunnies, his, his ineptness going through the basket, his total basketball IQ has not improved in four years. And, again, guys, it's not enough. I love, I love everybody on the Knicks. But if we're going to keep it straight, then you, you got to tell the truth, guys. After four years, anybody else, we'd be saying, you know what, that's what Steve's going to be. I don't know why there's this lag with wanting to just come clean with R.J. Barrett. We've seen him in college, Steve. Come on, man. He wasn't a good shooter in college. He did all right with the Knicks. First year, all right. Second year, down. Third year, up. Fourth year. It's up, down, all around, but never consistent. And a lot of the cult fans will say he averaged 20 points last year. If, if that was your goal, to average <laughs> 20 points on 18 shots, then, then God bless you. That's not efficient basketball, guys. If you're taking 20 shots, I mean 18 shots, you should be getting more than 20 points. Let's just keep it a buck. That's not efficient basketball. 
So we we got some things to work on, but we're getting back to playing defense, playing defense with some young bucks that can actually get up and down the court. And, again, third and field goal percentage again. That means every third game you're going to hold your team to 42%. You're second in rebounding. So that gives you the opportunity to do this. And at least we're back to playing defense, guys. And, And we can't say we did it against two shitty teams. We did it against Cleveland, who's damn near lighting up. If anybody saw the game last night against the Lakers, they ain't they, averaging under 100 points. Neither is Atlanta. So we didn't do this against two shitty teams. And like you started out, Steve, the players Atlanta was missing, that's not on us. You play the team in front of you, and you, the ball goes up, the clock starts, and the game starts, period. And when the clock ends, game's over. Who got the most points wins? I don't give a shit who's on the court, who's not on the court. We've right. been there. We've done that. So I, I think, guys, I'm, I, you know how I get. I'm not going to get too excited. But I will tell you this. By next week, we'll be one to two games above 500. So, hey, it's, it's a long season, guys. If, if, you, if you pay attention to Twitter, you know, the Knicks were 16 games in, and they wanted to tank. Y'all know how I feel about tanking. Tanking is not an option. But I think somehow, way, guys, and I think this may be the first year that Leon Rose hits at least a double, maybe a triple, trade deadline. Okay. All right, cool. Good points, man. I would like to piggyback off of that before we go to F because let's start with the game tonight. Um, and, it, you know, sometimes you guys both know um, when a guy is coming off an injury, it, it takes a while for, for a lot of players to get into some good conditioning. And it, will look, and it, and it gives you the confidence that Quentin Grimes was being the, the, the capable knockdown shooter tonight, uh, especially on uh, – Drive kickouts by Randall or Brunson, you know, setting up on that wing, setting up in the corner, and the Knicks definitely need that. They nef- they definitely need that shooting for sure. So that was a confidence builder for him, and also he plays defense. That's something. That's the reason why he's in the lineup, not Evan Fournier, because Evan Fournier doesn't play defense, and that's another. You know, that's another guy we're talking about probably trade trade deadline at this point, whether they're going to market up his value or not, but. It was like Fournier is on his way out. I mean, there's no way you pay a guy that kind of money just to sit him on the bench. They got a plan for him, and that looks like trade down deadline to me. Uh, but the McBride thing, let me let me focus on that though, just a tad bit. You know, I think this is the right move by the Knicks by playing this young guy. Um, we we seen him a lot. You know, we seen him in games last year, and if you saw him in the G League, he's a hard worker. And what I love about it is he's a ro- he has his role. Not just because he's a role player, but he has his role, and his role is 94 feet, make it difficult for the opposing point guard. And it's something that's almost like a lost art in today's NBA. You know, like there's something bothersome if you were a guy, an elite, or a, a, you know, he made it. He made Trey. He made Trey Young work tonight. You know, Trey Young got his. You know, his his his, his points off, and I'm I'm glad for the fact that McBride made him work and made him. You know, and not foul a lot either. So McBride 
is one of these guys where you, and this goes back to all the points you were saying, Don, pace, rebounding, this is all interconnected. The reason why the Knicks are tops in the rebounding in the league because they're slowing down the game for themselves. They're slowing down the game to the point where they can clean up the glass. They don't have to do this up and down uh, track meet, Saratoga track meet, uh, Kentucky Downs track meet type shit. They could just slow the game to their to their athleticism level. That's what, and that's something we've been saying from the start of the, episode, the year. I never liked the pace at the start of the year. I, I never understood it. I it's like they were trying something like as if it was preseason and they were just throwing away games because they I guess they somebody must have told them, hey that guy Nickabaka Avenue, man he said slows down the game or Steve slow down the game and that, now all of a sudden even since the Bucks lost they're slowing down the game. Problem with the Mavericks game is they just got to clean up where they're weak at with the opposing threes. I mean, that's a very good three-point shooting team because they know Luka Doncic is just going to create for guys. And they, they got shooters all over the court. And if you don't put a hand or contest in the, in the face, they're just going to knock down those shots. That's what they do. But um, but the Cleveland game was the depressing one for me, man. That, that's the one. Okay, they, lo- they, they lost a close one when they went to Cleveland. They let it get let the game slip away. Why? Because of those opposing threes in the later the later in the game that they were making in Cleveland that they they definitely contested on Sunday, and that was very good to see. And, and then and tonight, well, Atlanta just simply missed a lot. But uh, let me go let me go back to Av real quick. Um, oh, oh, I, you know what? Let me say this. I, I don't want to miss this point. I had to write this down because this was something I saw in the, in the game on Sunday. Dom, you could bring it up when you get back on. <laughs> that Sunday game, the traveling calls, where, where the refs were not playing with that shit. I don't think I ever see the game where they really hold down on a specific call all game long. They ain't calling both teams for travel calls. Like, you know what I'm saying? They were not playing. I thought that was really – because you didn't see that a lot of that tonight unless the Knicks, you know, they kind of cleaned up the what would be possible traveling calls. But they went really hard on the traveling calls. I don't think I've ever seen an NBA game like that where they cracked down on traveling like that in the Sunday's game. I must have missed one game. That was a non-Nick game. Uh, Ab, anything else you'd like to add as far as grinds? I, you know, getting his conditioning back. They're cleaning up the rebounding. Which this, I mean, this is all about their pace. The Knicks should play at their pace. And then, you know, even a game, a, a night where Brunson shot terrible, other guys picked up the slack. Absolutely. And, you know, we keep on harping on the pace. Now, obviously, that was a, that was a mandate that was sent early off in the season by someone over at the big network. Um, you know, you know, who call themselves analysts that probably went to Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose and Scott Perry and said, you know what, you know, the Knicks are last in pace, you know, and, and they and they threw a lot of metrics and numbers and stuff like that. Thibodeau probably looked at it, talked, you know, you know, probably you know passed it off to his coaching staff. His coaching staff started like, you know what, let's work on this, and that's probably what you would, you know, what you were seeing in the beginning. Um, now. You're seeing them playing more than, you know, it's not completely slow. It, it, it's nowhere near the snail's pace that it was last year. It is sped up still, but it's a much more natural and much more athletic and, and conducive, um, you know, thre- you know th- threat that they're going by, and it seems more natural. This, 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 is, this seems more like Knickerbocker basketball. 
um, as opposed to, you know, in, in the games past, you were seeing a lot of rushing, a lot of, it was, it was like a mixer of the triangle and the Fisdale and the, the, and the Dan Tony kind of, you know, kind of style of basketball where you're trying to, you know, just, you know, shoot it up, put it up in the first five seconds of the shot clock. Um, I saw, I saw, I've been seeing a little bit of a difference there, especially, and it's a good thing you pointed out after that Milwaukee game, because it seemed like the Knicks kind of found their rhythm in that game somewhat. Obviously, you know, when they, when they went to that, when they played against Dallas, you, you know, you know, you know, they kind of reverted back. But in the game against Cleveland and in tonight's game, both instances the Knicks played much more suitable to their talents, to their speed, and, and they're playing to their roster. And that's why, you're, if you're noticing, Julius Randle is in the center of it all. And even though Brunson is having these bad shooting nights, you know, over the last three games, which he's going to work himself out of because he's that talented, but once you start seeing Randall starting to play back to his old form, you know the, 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 the you know the, the, the Julius Randall of two years ago. You know that's when you start to say, okay, the Knicks, you know they can do something. It's it's still a mystery as to what you know. It, like Dom said, it's it's still a long season. You know we're only what twenty twenty five games in. And we still have a lot of basketball to go, and we still have a lot of road trips to go through. But you know, during this homestand, this is a, this, I think this is the perfect opportunity for the Knicks to continue to build on their confidence and you know build up their comfort level with this new you know, this new continuity and this new rotation. And this is only going to benefit guys like Deuce McBride. It's only going to benefit guys like Jericho Sims. And you know, guys who you know who are out there busting their butt, giving you 100% effort at any given moment of of the game, and then when they get rewarded, you then you see then you start seeing you know Quentin Grimes ascend to the next level. He's kind of you know over the last couple of games, he's he's a, he's a bit overshadowing R.J. Barrett, even though R.J. Barrett is doing all he can defensively, which that I will never overlook, but. Offensively, which you know, if we're just crunching numbers, that's where the numbers get computed. Quentin Grimes is starting to overshadow R.J. Barrett, and he's starting to, to you know to really ascend and be deserving of the starting two spot, as opposed to R.J. Barrett. Even though we, I think anybody here on this line will tell you R.J. is really a three; he's not really a two. But however you know, however you want to you want to spice it and dice it, since you know. We're in, in the age of positionless basketball. It is what it is. Um, so I, I'm kind of feeling what, what Dom was throwing down a little bit a, a minute ago about you know for the first time it might be where you know the trading deadline might get interesting, especially when you know you you and me I'm talking about it, Steve Evan Fournier guy who can be traded now Derek Rose Emmanuel quickly is being talked about. Um, and and of course we still have all those draft picks that you know I'm pretty damn sure the Knicks are not going to use them all. So I mean things can happen. It's all up to, it's all up to the um, to the front office to make something happen, and not just you know trading a Kevin Knox and a draft pick you know for Cam Reddish. 
Yeah, uh, let's go back to Dom. I, I think there's some great points y'all both are saying, and um, let's get Dom's thoughts, and I, I'll go back to the RJ Barrett. Uh, uh, I'm not as hard on RJ, but I understand why Dom is saying what he's saying. I get it, because it should be improvement, inclining. It's, it's a really weird dynamic, the way you watch it, where he should be. I get what you're saying, Dom. But go ahead, Dom. Anything else you'd like to say, man? And what are your thoughts on the traveling calls, uh, 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 Dominic, from Sunday, from the Sunday game? I thought that was crazy. Hey, you, you know what? It, it, it's sort of like, you know, we, we want 85 degrees and sunny in May. And then when it's 85 degrees and sunny, we bitch about it being too hot. We've been looking for them to call traveling. Because there there's been too much traveling going on in the NBA. All this Eurostep and all these, all these new names of somebody traveling got put to rest. And guess what? Though the Knicks game was the highest in, I think, 25 years, it's spreading. It's spreading throughout the league. They are calling traveling. And we asked for this. Oh, so they are? Guys. So, so, so they, oh, they've been calling yeah. in other games? I, I, I didn't really been oh, watching like the last half week, oh, maybe. Oh, yes. Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yes. enough. So, again, we, we asked for this. How many times did we sit back and say, man, I knew he walked. I know he was walking. And some of them non-calls were turning points in games. You know, traveling is traveling, guys. Period. End of fair, conversation. Fair. If you're, yeah, if you're not calling it, then shame on you. It's like you always hear the bullshit. And I hate to get, I'm not getting off track, but I hate hearing, oh, you know, they, 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 they kind of like, you know, get that whistle ready at the end of the game. No, call the damn game from the opening tip to the, to the buzzer. That's how you should referee the game. Not by player, not by situation, not by team. Call the game the way the game is supposed to be called. And then we got basketball. But, yes, Steve, it is not just the Knicks. This is something – it started two weeks ago, Steve, believe it or not. Some memo came down that we got to put a check <laughs> on this, this traveling. Yeah. And all of it – if you got league pass and you watched the games, because I was stunned before the Nick game. And, again, of course, I watched the Nick game because I watch every Nick game. But I got league pass, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Man? It's going, it's going, it was, matter of fact, the first time I saw it, Steve, was the, was the Clippers and the Hornets. Okay. What's going on here? Then the next play, and I was like, oh, shit, yep. Then I heard, you know, the NBA said we got to crack down on this. But but that being said, I I was curious. I always knew Grimes was going to be something special. I said that last year. There was just something about this kid. Some guys just have it. I was a little confused with McBride. I know he was a hard worker. He loves playing defense. But I kept thinking to myself, man, if this kid could score eight, nine points a night with that kind of defense, he's going to have a job in this man's NBA. He is. Because a much better offensive player than Frank Nilekina. Let's just keep it real. You know, Frank Nilekina averaged 2.2 points for like 500 years. <laughs> at least. At least Deuce gets over that. But I just want to see him be a little more. And I understand 
when we want a player to be a little more this, a little more that, I understand the pecking order. You know, we got Brunson, RJ, Randall, because believe it or not, guys, as much heat as Randall takes, he's third on the Knicks in field goal attempts. He is Brunson, RJ, Randall. But ironically, I think Julius is averaging more points on less shots. For those that complain about, you know, his bully ball, his out-of-controlness, whatever. Not for me. Averaging less shots, guys. So that's – I'm just saying, guys. I just think – matter of fact, here's the weird thing. The trade deadline is the 15th. Starts on the 15th, I think. We'll be one game above 500 by then. The Knicks are going to go get Zach Levine. He's going to bring, I know what people are saying, he's had injuries. I get it, I get it. But when healthy, he's going to bring athleticism, which will help stretch the floor. He can rebound, and he's a decent defensive player, guys, because the Bulls are going to have a yard sale. I was hoping the Knicks, believe it or not, and I've been, me and you have been saying this now, I was hoping the Knicks hit pay dirt. Yeah, Zach Levine. Miles Turner. And then we can see where we're going from here. Will Miles Turner have to come off the bench? I don't know. I don't know. But he can stretch the floor. We've always said this. You put him and Levine and Randall and Brunson and even a, even a decent RJ. And Grimey, that's some good firepower, guys. And the Knicks are getting back. Like I said two years ago, everybody kept pitching it with the bubble, COVID. But the Knicks just played great team defense. They didn't have one guy on that team when they was number one. And all those statistics I went over, they didn't have one guy on that team that you would have said was going to be all defensive player. But they had the best team defense because they played a team defense. And slowly but surely, guys, I know it's pissing a lot of people off because <laughs> I can't believe how many Knicks fans root for the Knicks to lose. But anyway, the, the tide is changing. And the, remember, guys, too, our schedule was a little tough in the onset. Now it's leveling out, good teams, bad teams, stretches. So I, I'm telling you guys, by next week, by December 16th, the Knicks will be two games above 500. And some teams are going in the opposite direction. Atlanta. I got. I, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. I have a question because I'm not in the rumor mill arena or the avenue. So, okay, I have kind of saw the rumblings on social media about Zach Levine. I thought he was on a max contract. Yeah, they may be having a yard sale. Uh, is anybody available on that team? Like, why, you know... Why Zach Levine or what about DeMar DeRozan? What about him as an option? I mean, you're talking like, like I'm just asking an open question. Uh, but, you know, why is Zach Levine not DeMar DeRozan? If like who's who's available for sale for the Bulls? Because I really don't know. I, I I think at the rate they're going, Steve, I got a funny feeling they're going to get rid of all of them. And the strange thing is, it may go what back is, in DeRozan's favor. He may go to the yeah, Lakers. Wh- where he wanted to go when he was a free agent. Oh, he wants to go to the Lakers? 
Well, he wanted to go there when he was a free agent. Okay. He's from L.A. Well, let me. No, I get that. I get that. But wouldn't it make more sense if the Bulls are having a yard sale? We already have the point guard. Why not ship R.J. and Fournier for DeRozan? We, that's, that's what I was going to say, Steve. That's a great point. But here's the thing. Did we bite our nose to spite our face? Because let's be, let's just, again, guys, let's just be honest. You're having a yard sale. Do you want to take on a mm, mid-level player at $30 million a year? That's R.J. Barrett. This contract, guys, may be kind of, sort of, hard to move. He's getting $30 million a year. He's the highest-paid Nick. You think he's worth $30 million? God, I'm, I'm just asking. I know what my answer is. Hell no. But now... Well, yeah, right, right. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree right. with that. Him and Fournier would be... And Fournier's okay because his contract's over next year. But some team's going to take on $48, 47000000 million in two players. One, you can move because he's going to be a free agent. You don't got to be fine. But RJ just got this contract. So you're talking $30 million for the next four years. Oof. I, I, I think, hey. believe it or not, guys, and I, I hate saying it like this, but that may be one of the dumbest moves that this front office has made. I'm just, I'm just saying. Because now that's a hard – people were bitching about Randall and his contract being hard to move. A guy that's giving you 20, 10, and 5. They ain't giving you that. Mm-mm. And he can't shoot. But he's getting $30 million a year. We think Judge's contract is high. When you put this shit in perspective, if RJ's getting $30 million, Judge should have got six. I, I, I'm just saying that, that may come back to bite us in our ass, Steve. But I understand the Zach Levine because we could unload players because we got, we got decisions we got to make with quickly topping uh, too late with RJ. Roses. We, we, got, we got decisions we got to make going down the road, especially with these young kids. So if we could unload them with, let's say, a 48 contract, and get a Zach Levine or a DeMar DeRozan, then we win-win. We, we, we're still kind of stuck in a quagmire because now we're finally going to have to be in that position that teams that are really competing are in, where they just say, we all see it, guys. I think 14 teams so far that just blow out the salary cap because they're into winning and they want to win now. There's 14 teams that are blowing out the salary cap as we speak. So are the Knicks in that position? I don't know. But they might end up being in that position. And that's the scary part because I don't think you're in a win right now mode. So they got to be careful with that. But I I got a funny feeling they're going to get Zach Levine, guys. All right. I'm going to defer my, my time to speak. I'm going to go back to you with your thoughts on what you heard from Dom. If you want to ask Dom something, you can go back and forth, and then I'll chime in, then we'll go around for final thoughts after that. Well, um, that idea of Zach Levine coming to the Knicks, um, 
I actually like it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like you, Steve, where I'm like, you know, why not the Rosen? But even though, the, even though, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's enough rumblings as it is right now that, you know, the Lakers are, are actually talking to Chicago about making some kind of a move, um, you know, something that will include, you know, whatever draft picks they have left. I think it's like the 2027 or 29 pick that they still have left. Um, but um, that idea is very – it kind of intrigues me. As, as Don was talking about it, I'm seeing if, you know, if the trade machine would do it. Yeah, it would. Um it is it, again very intriguing. Um, just kind of curious as to how it would all play out on the court, you, you know. Because at the end of the day, that's you know that's the most important part. You know, will Levine and Brunson and and Randall all coexist in the same floor? You know, how does that you know how does that work for Grimes? Is he going to be part of the deal? You know, you know something something along those lines. It's. You know, that's where the logistics become kind of complicated. But I like the idea. I can't. I can't say that I hate it. Listen, and listen, listen, listen to this. Uh, without me cutting in, there's a six-year sure. difference between DeRozan and Levine. Right. True. That's true. That's a good point. That is true. Um. You know, and, and and see, the thing is, is that. Uh, you hit it on the head, Dom. I mean, that RJ, that RJ contract, it's a contract. It almost right. feels like a, it, 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 it almost feels like a little bit of a poison pill if you if, if you really think about it. Because I think there's a, a, a trade kick. There is a trade kicker in there somewhere, and so you know that will have to cost the Knicks a lot. And, and I, I mean, given. I'm pretty sure Chicago would not mind taking any more of our draft picks. I mean, we, we, they already know firsthand, you know, what our draft picks will yield them. But, um, <laughs> I mean, the idea of, you know, entertaining this possibility, I have to say I don't hate the idea. And, and, and I would be very much intrigued. I would just be very curious to see is that, you know, is there anything else there? Um, you know, because you're starting to see the, 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 the scope of the NBA landscape. You see who already is, you know, is looking for their way out of their current situation and who's on their, you know, and more or less where they kind of want to maneuver themselves to. Um, you know, it's just all a matter of can it be, can it get done and, and does it get done? And um, um, what was that, Steve? I'm, I'm sure you wanted to say something. No, I was just going to say, uh, if you look at it from a, a pseudo-humanitarian perspective, you know, you could send Derrick Rose back home and he could retire. I mean, I mean, you could throw him that way to Chicago. You know, I think that would be a perfect situation as a throw-in, you know. I'm, per- I'm, I'm pretty sure that it, is, that it is, but, you know, what benefit would that reap, you know, would that reap them? And at the end of the day, you know, um, they're going to have to look at it you know, I don't. I don't know if Paxton's still running the team over there, but you know they have to look. They're gonna to have to look at the team and and say, you know what? How are we gonna rebuild this? Because we we've had a good team under Thibodeau, then we blew it up, rebuilt it, blew it up, rebuilt it. And now we're gonna blow it up again. 
And, you know, in order for them to blow it up, they have to, they have to really consider, you know, what kind of draft assets, you know, they're going to be able to, That's true. to attain. And, and, since, and since the Knicks have a, a number of, of draft picks as it is, I think they even own one of theirs, um, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Chicago would, would definitely benefit more, absolutely more from, you, you know, from, from trading – you know, trading Zach Levine and or DeMar DeRozan, and, and, I, and I use that term loosely because more than likely they're going to want to look at Mitchell Robinson as well um, and, yeah. make a, and, 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 and make a deal. But, hey, um, again, you know, we're not GMs. We're not – this is all yeah, speculation right. on our part. So, so let's move on to the, you know, yeah. to the actual basketball at hand. That's what I'm talking about. Let's move on to the basketball. Let's bring on live, and then after that, we're gonna get around some final thoughts. Live, um, uh, Don's with us, uh, As with us, and I said last Wednesday, man. I know Av was really pissed, and you know, just wanted to throw away the season. Where I, the way I looked at that Milwaukee loss last week was, this was more of our pace, even in the loss going forward. This is where the Knicks should play. The Knicks were in the lead in every game. Problem is, they couldn't hold on to the lead versus the Mavericks. They did a very good job versus Cleveland as far as holding on to the lead and winning that game. And they got off to the lead versus the Hawks, even though when the Hawks climbed back in a little bit in that second quarter, Knicks pulled away. So, like I said, this, this is the pace they should have been playing since the Milwaukee game. They should have never been playing this up-and-down crap. This is who they are. This is based off the roster. What are your thoughts since um, uh, the Milwaukee game and Mav game and, and of course, uh, Cleveland and, and Atlanta? And you heard Dom and – and Av going back and forth about the uh, you know with Chicago's yard Chicago Bulls yard sale and and R J Barrett we read the the, the the you know the numbers with him is you know, considering his contract we talked about Deuce McBride uh, you know his role I think he's an excellent he has an excellent role just to be a pest out there for opposing point guards getting up the court uh, Knicks are tops in rebounding that was a stat. Uh, that Don brought to the table. There's a lot of things, man. Say your thoughts, man. Take your time. And then after that, we're going to go around for final thoughts with with, with, uh, with Dom and then go back to you live and then I'm going to wrap up. Right, right. Peace to the congregation. You know what I mean? You know, great win tonight. Peace, peace. Um, um, I, you know, uh, again, man, we, we, you know, I'm going, I'm going to go back to two things. Uh, one from last week, we were all saying, we saw some type of rhythm in, in our last three, four, five games where we was just there. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't play bad, right? And we weren't mad. We weren't, we weren't even mad at the Milwaukee loss, even though, you know, Nickelback, I have made some great points um, about it not being as <laughs> enjoyable as what we thought. You know, but still, we, you know, we, we, we said, listen, it's, it's, it's there, right? I think we we all know even today, right, even with this, with the play, it's it's us not you know it, it's it might be more of them not having Dejounte a little bit right, might be more of us being on rhythm today, right? You have people, you know you you might have Thibodeau going okay yeah this works right we gotta we gotta a b uh, a team again we gotta b team again with you know people who are familiar with each other you know your your McBrides and your Sims and you know, your 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 Brunsons and your Randalls and shit. So, you know, this might be the almost thirtieth game, twenty five games where it's okay, you know, we know each other now. Let's play. Which which is a little 
you know, for me, not not fresh, right? But it's like, okay, you still see even with that that we still need a trade because now you got all of these, you know, cats who they going, you know, they don't put the yard sale out now, right? They done benched Cam, right? Everybody with this Cam Hive crap, <clears throat> right? And and you know, uh, Derrick Rose, I think he's been. Um, because of his smile and everything, he know that he was he was on the team to be a playoff kind of thing. He wasn't gonna play too many minutes during the year. He was gonna play because they had so many people who they had to um, play in that glut of guard situation. So he knew if he played, he was gonna play during the playoffs. You know, I don't think he ne- they necessarily was talking about trading this brother, and they still might not. Anyway, you got you have a you have a series of brothers who are on the outskirts. Of you know they on they on the shelf they got bow ties on them they shined up you know that's that's Obi that's um uh, uh oh wow uh that's quick that's Cam that's Fournier of course you know that's that's a lot it's a lot of players out there going we we got players and picks what do you guys out there need you know what I'm saying and and you know I think Nick Barker just said about you know they you know it's you see who's trying to, you know, put themselves in positions. Even I, was, I even heard a report a little while ago today about, about um, Trey Young to the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? So we don't want that, but, you know what I'm saying, you know, it's it's, it's whatever, everybody positioning themselves. I, you know, again, man, even with this feel-good win, okay, we don't have this, 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 this – our offensive teams have team, – good teams have a way of getting a shot. I don't see us with that. Right, we have a Brunson thing, but everybody knows by now, right? And 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 I believe it's almost locked to this point that Brunson is going to be that shot maker, right? Or that that guy who gets gets that shot. And 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 to an extent, I think that'll be covered by the time we really need it. Um, we need a move. We need a move. I don't I don't I don't like the shit on the, on, on the win today, guys. But you know, um, you know, we need two moves, right? Um. We, we need a we need a, a a water guy or 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 a guy that can get his shot or water from from the three forty plus percent behind from from behind the three and we either need an offensive coordinator or or get Thibodeau ass out of there. I'm still calling for that. I'm still calling for that because I do I do not you know this is late in the game where where you do you where you dwindling down the nine players and the nine player. Roster to me, and you know what I'm saying, with, with, with only a quarter this season here, you go in playoff style. To me, that's playoff roster. So when you play these nine and, and everybody is excelling and everybody doing their thing, who are you going to play when the chips, you know, when when these guys need rest, when, when you know, when the playoffs come and they, they all maxed out? Because you, me, 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 me and you talked about it, Steve. Brunson, and you know he's running Brunson in the ground right now. Okay, so and he needed he needed to do the McBride pull, all right, like he had to. There was no choice, okay, because he wasn't playing 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 um a uh, uh, Rose. You understand what I'm saying? And he wasn't playing McBride, okay. So, and he was pulling uh, uh he was pulling uh, uh, Brunson off the bench two minutes after the TV break at ten at ten probably around ten minutes ten ten thirty. In, in 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 these in these uh, second and third quarter, in these uh, uh, later later in the second quarter and 
later in the third quarter to, to kind of situation. So we don't need that, man. Um, great win. Um, some guys out there um, that I have to look at right now. But, um, but you know, again, great win, man. But we, we need we need somebody who can get their own shot, man. And we need a shooter, right? And Fournier ain't that guy. We know that because we, we see what's happening with Mick, well, um, not Big Brown, I'm sorry, with um, Grimes. We see it already. We see it like in the last two or three games, we see why he's supposed to be where he's at now. He's getting his legs back, you know what I'm saying? Quick 25 for them dudes. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, he you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, to 23, rather, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's shooting well. He's playing the, he played tremendous D on, on Spider the other night, you know what I'm saying? So, again, man, we, we, we see it, right? But we, we need another savvy scorer, and we need a, we need some offensive coordinating where timely shots are being get. We're not getting timely shots. We're getting we're getting shots because other people other, other people ain't hitting their shots, and that might that might not be necessarily um, credited to our defense, right? So let's let's go, man. Nick, you know what I'm saying? Nick's Nick, Nick, Nick is in here, man. Big Dom was good, baby. Was was good, boy. All right. <laughs> What's happening, Mr. Price? We get ready to put you on a milk carton, baby. I know y'all talking about me too, buddy. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. Hey, hey. I love y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Steve, what's good, boy? All right. All right. Uh, Dom, anything you'd like to respond to live and also final thoughts from you? And then we'll go back to live, get some final thoughts, and then that will wrap up. Yeah, let, let's, let's try to get our heads unwrapped around this nine-man rotation because Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. lot of teams do this. They they may stretch it out to ten, but nine- to ten-man rotations are the norm in the NBA. And the way he's doing Mm -hmm. it right now and the people he's bringing in for the people coming out, the match is pretty good. You You got McBride coming in. You got Quickly coming in. So that means Brunson and Grimes gets a break and... The only problem tonight was OB got hurt, so Randall had to play more minutes, but then again, he was on fire. So it, it will balance itself out, and that's the better way to get cohesion because just flipping and flopping and, and Steve playing 17 minutes off the bench today and no minutes tomorrow, and we don't have no set rotation, shit that people were bitching about. So – the funny thing is, and I'm going to stop, on, on social media, a lot of platforms, people kept saying, play the kids. Here they are. They are. They're, they're really not kids no more. None of them are kids no more. Got the right spot, the right players, and I'm telling you guys, it may have took a little while, but I got this funny feeling, fellas, that this is starting to come together, and I think we're only at 25 games. So I'm not saying they're going to be a three seed, a two seed, or whatever. I'm just saying things are starting to work themselves out, and I think it was Steve that mentioned that a lot of the games we lost, we were in. A lot of the games we lost, we were up. But, see, that's mm-hmm. where this now we're third in field goal percentage. Uh, second in rebounding. And the biggest thing is, guys, not long ago, we was a minus 5.6. That's points, four points against. Right now, we're a minus 1.1. 1. 1. 
in a short period of time. So, again, we're, we're mid-level guys. Let's not get it twisted. We're third in field goal percentage against, second in rebounding, but we're about 14, 15 in most other categories. So that's mid-level. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, guys. I'm, I'm not reaching for the stars. I'm just saying I think this is going to come together a little better and a little faster than some people would have thought. On that note, Steve, you know, I love you, man. Keep up the great work. Live. What's up, my bad? Yeah. But thanks again, Steve, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, live, can we get a, your final thoughts? And also, we there's another topic we brought to the table, and especially the memo went through Dom first, and then it went to the rest of the league. We talked about the crazy traveling calls. Well, I wouldn't call it crazy. They're, 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 they're upholding the traveling, <laughs> like it was back in the the nineties, man. They said no more is the pity pat and and lifting the pivot and euro steps. That Cleveland game, they cracked down on that shit. I was, I didn't know about the memo. You know what I'm saying? So Dom explained that earlier. If you had any thoughts on you know, what you saw in that Cleveland game on that, and your final thoughts, and then and then and then uh, Av after that. I, you know what? No memo, but but you know you know I seen that in that Cleveland game. I think they had a I think there was a record in that Cleveland game, like about eleven, twelve, maybe even thirteen um uh walk walk calls. You know what I'm saying? And that was on that was on both teams. That was the we we ain't catch them exclusively, but um I you know I I can't call. It's always them trying to tweak the rhythm of the game, right? And 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 I don't know. You know, usually when they do stuff like that, they come off of it if it's a it's a real complaint like, um, like the hand check and the paint and and this that and the third. They you know across the timeline and like this that and the third. You know, it's it's really they go like, yo, how is how is how does this affect the game? So um, I, I think the coaches probably are trying. I mean, the coaches, the the uh, refs are trying to find a rhythm with it and and a, and a norm. With it, especially because, you know, again, if you're talking about Toppin, Toppin is just not used to being out there in, on the perimeter. You know what I'm saying? So it's, that, that's him getting his steps wrong out there. He, you know, he needs to be in the paint. But uh, aside from everybody else in the league, I, I just think that's really something the league is trying again. Um, you know, we, we're trying to get more rhythm uh, or, or give less advantage to, you know, you know, we, we, we tired of everybody coming in this perimeter and there's no – um, concession for the defender, right? We have to, we we can't make this solely on, on the side of the uh, of the scorer uh, or the or the offense where 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 they get to do everything and, and the defender has no options but to, you know, kind of matador him through to the to the basket and stuff without touching him. So, you know, that's and that you know, I think that's all that really is. And they'll they'll get they'll get back to, you know, cats walking, right? <laughs> Picking up the ball, taking three steps before they bounce it out. I think it it especially when the playoffs come huh? They're not gonna slow nothing up for that. They gonna they're not gonna slow nothing up like that for the playoffs. But um but anyway, man, again, man, my last and and you know, my final thoughts is man, uh, you know, going back to what you guys just said, man, I think Right now, we, we 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 for the past five games, we've been looking okay. We 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 may not have come out the way we wanted to, but we've been playing the way we supposed to play. Now with this 
you know, corralled uh, uh, lineup where I, I believe these, the, you know, they, they got the lineup that's playing and the guys that they showcasing for, 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 for trades and stuff like that, I think, you know, it, it'll put everybody at ease, you know, even the front office and go, okay, this is what we're working with. And, um, I, man, we're showing them something, man. Again, you know, you know, you know, bravo to um, Don as always for giving those stats to give everybody – clear um perception of what's happening but son I'm I'm feeling again I feel I felt good today. I felt good for the last three games, man. That Cleveland game was a um good win. Great win. I, you know what I'm saying? And I and you know and again Grimes is is solidified in, in this rotation. So I'm um I like him. He's a little bit more dependable than Cam. So, you know, um you know, let's go, Nick 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 for life. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, and I'll see y'all next week, all right? Yo, I shout us to live and live, man. I got to say this before we go to Av and Av, get your thoughts as well. Can you imagine? I mean, I know this is like really delusional land, what I'm about to say. If Mitch Robinson's offensive game would be like the future number one draft pick of next year, did you see? Have you been watching Victor Wimbanyama from uh, France? You have have you seen him play? A couple, a, a couple, right? A, a couple, <laughs> and, and 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 again, man. I think me and you talk. We 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 talk. We talk about this around the training camp every year, where they where he throw these black ops tapes, where he's spinning on cats and 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 you know got all of these these moves, and and he's never he don't even bring it up though. He don't bring the rock up the damn court, much less have any kind of offensive game where he, you know, where he shows anything. Uh, again, man, I, you know, don't, and I think, you know, Dom is on this, man. Look, put him in that package too now. He was, he was two years ago, he was my favorite Nick. You know, right now, I'm, you know, I thought, right, again, we don't, we don't like to, t- to say the T word, but the way they was playing, it was almost like they were trying to go get that guy. They, they was trying to position themselves for that dude. I thought they, I thought they was Steve. I was like, yo, are these dudes doing a pretty tank? Is, is this, is this what, the, what a pretty tank looked like? You know what I'm saying? Like they, they trying, but they, they really, you know what I'm saying? They really trying to position themselves for, 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 for a chance to be in the top ten. I was like, I was like, oh no, they can't do that. They paying out too much money, right? They, they just paid somebody over hundred G's to, to, to then. You know, be on some 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 Shea Gildress Alexander problems. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no. But again, man, that dude is is I don't know. I want to say worth tanking, right? But I'm like, whoo! If we doing it, man, just say it. Just say that and, and bring back <laughs> just just bring back Frank Nealikita, man, and, and and we can we can we can go ahead and go get that dude, man. That dude is he looks like a you know I'm not gonna say that he looks like he could be um, uh, 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 Duncan. It looked like he could be Duncan, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I don't, I don't say that a lot, but he looks very strong for his lanky body. He looks very strong and comfortable with his skill set. And um, you know, and again, Cleveland got one like that. Um, uh, before that, that dude got hurt, and uh, I forgot the homie name. Seven four dude, you know what I'm saying? But you seen him, you seen he was gonna get hurt. He was too skinny. Um uh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a prospect, man, and, and 
we need somebody like we need somebody like that now because um as, as confident as we talking about it man you know uh you know Robinson is a glorified um fourth man like 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 five on five on offense four on offense five on defense guy like when we come down he that nobody is looking for him to score any t- only in the pick and roll. They not looking for him to to, to, to move the ball, dive, and and none of that. Cause he, hey, you know, don't don't get me started on that guy, man. I, I love Robinson, yes, man, but the, but but that dude. But y'all, that y'all dude, trade Robinson for Bobo. Wow, no, no, man. Listen, man, don't, don't do that, dog. Like don't do that. Don't do that, dog. Because because yeah. well, the other day I said, man, wow. Wow, he looks better than Robinson. I was like, I was like, hey, wait a minute, right? He, he's and everybody talking about him now, like, like, and you see his game, man. That dude could it's play. Him, man. Oh, man, he that, can that play, kid man. Y'all, that kid y'all were talking, that kid y'all were talking about is like a bow bow. Basically, right? Seen bow yeah. bow do this yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I do too. The Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. That that, 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 that guy. How long is he gonna last in Orlando? Um. Right. Right. And not. And well, that, you know, because they they're gonna have to give him a. They're gonna have to give him his money, or right. They're gonna have to trade that yeah. dude Isaac. Right. They they're gonna have to do something. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like either way. You know, the, the Orlando gonna have to let go of good guys. Isaac can't stay in, on the court though, so they might they might let him go. Neither can and he, he, He's oh. very religious and political, so you know they they probably let him go just because of that. That's Florida. Right. <laughs> they don't want no problems in the, in the paper. Uh, shout out to live and and Dom. oh Dom. By the way, before we go to Ab, sorry Ab. I know we've been there spitting. Uh, Dom, big game on Saturday. I think it's Saturday. Alabama and Houston. Now, and you were talking about rebounding and defense. You talk about some ugly basketball. Watch that game. The Cougars and the uh, Crimson Tide college basketball this Saturday. Uh, three. I'm I think it's that three. Carolina four. lost three in a row. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. I, I saw the game. Five and um, five and three. <laughs> right? The Indiana game with Woodson. We were talking about that last week. Oh, I mentioned it last week. Yeah. I mentioned it last week. The Indiana game. ACC uh, Big yeah. Ten, yeah. Um, yeah, big game on uh, Saturday, in, you know, college basketball, Alabama, Houston, man. And that, that's where Grimes went. Uh, add final thoughts, man. Sorry about that. Final thoughts. Wrap it up. Let's, let's do our thing. And then uh, – uh, we'll shut it down and have one more episode before the holiday. We'll be off for a couple of weeks. One more episode before the holidays. I think. And so. Hold on, good. I got the calendar. I got the calendar mixed up. Let me check that real quick. Uh, I, I, well, sure. well, whether it is, if it is or it isn't. I, I'm, no, no, I'm, it is. You no, know, I'm, wrong. I'm wrong. Two weeks. That's all, that's all good. Well, well, folks, you, you know. The only thing I can say is, is that you know it's it's nice to not be angry. <laughs> it's nice to be in a much more jovial in a much more jovial situation, you know, given the, the news of early this morning, and of course, um, you know, the Knicks taking care of business at home, defending home court against a, against a good Atlanta team, um, despite the fact that they're you know they're injured 
it is what it is. A victory is a victory. It's got, it, it's not like we're we're really going to remember them all, you know, for every every single situation, unless you're just a crazy analytical person, and by then, God bless you. Um, the Knicks, um, good, you know, good couple of games, you know, holding opponents under, you know, under ninety points actually. Um, and it, it would be nice to see that continue. Um, obviously, that's you know that, that remains to be seen. And um, you know, you're only going to find the best analysis here on the on the on the Nick Vagarav fan forum and on the Bleed Blue Show. So um, yeah, I really don't have very much to say today because I'm in a good mood. So um, if I have a lot to say, then then be worried. Um, you know, but as always, <laughs> Nick Vagarav on. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, I'm still posting up, you, you know, little clips from Orange and the Blues. Um, you know, check those out. Um, you, you know, me, Matt Hatter, you know, uh, you know, Cuddy's Hair Salon. All, you know, all, you know, all the little, you know, little quirks about about the documentary. I'm gonna be posting them, you know, you know, randomly, you know, throughout the holidays. Um, try not to give up too much information because then you're just getting the documentary for free. But anyway. Um, as always, bleeding blue, orange and blue, every day, 365, 24-7. Sangre Azul, Av is out. Shout out to Av. I am out too, man. I am beat. Dominant, Mr. Live, Nickelbacca Av, myself, Nick's win over the Hawks. Nice bounce back after a month after we had one of the most embarrassing losses in a very long time to the same Hawk team, but different circumstances. Uh, we'll be back next Next Wednesday, for sure, man. I don't know if it's a post game or not. I'll have to look at the calendar. Congress, ladies and gentlemen, bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,